Hey guys, gals, others. Bill here with a preview of my newest podcast, Streaming Service and Chill, the podcast for the associated website, coinkadinkly named, streamingserviceandchill.com. Together we are discussing... Hey guys, gals, others. Bill here with a preview of my newest podcast, Streaming Service and Chill, the podcast for the associated website, Streaming Service and Chill. And today, we are discussing First Blood and Rambo Last Blood. Last Blood is currently streaming on Prime and stars Sylvester Stallone. This episode was recorded over Zoom with Dan from Zoobox and our friend Scotty. I've attached the link to the video in the show description on SoundCloud. Because we're recording these on Zoom, we can broadcast with anyone. So head on over to the website or to Instagram at Streaming Service and Chill to join the discussion. You can also reach me at streamingserviceandchill at gmail.com. If you'd like to be on the show, let me know. I'd love to have you. We are also working on a movie watch party. That's probably going to be uh, happening over the uh, Google Chrome app. But when we have more details, I will share more details with you. Now click the link in the description if you would like to check out the video episode of this episode. All right, ladies, gents, and others, let's get ready to streaming service and chill. This is so, man. I I feel it bad because I always plug things. My cousin in Maine owns a pizzeria slash brewery called Wander Pizza, and with the shutdown and everything going on with the coronavirus, he wanted to support the local community and have himself supported. So he created a virtual beer camp that my mother, whom I adore, was kind enough to sign me up for. So this is a rising tide. India pale ale called what is that strata okay so he all the people who come to his pizzeria and brewery normally they were able to pay about a hundred dollars we got 24 beers we got access to our own personal Facebook page and we've been having a lot of laughs and just enjoying you know being socially isolated and having a good time together but that's that but we're talking about schooling wander pizza all right that plug done. But we're talking about schooling. So I have five kids also in school. Uh, you know, my oldest being 16. My youngest We need to figure out five. a mic stand situation for you. Okay. Okay. Keep Is your, this too keep, loud, too quiet? No, no. Keep your hand off of the actual, like, top of the mic. Keep your mic Listen. hand on the handle. Yeah. It's going to be a little <laughs> bit easier. I'm using a mic from a Wii. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're doing great for what you got. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, I'll, dude, it, it sounds pretty good, honestly. I was shocked when we did a test yesterday. Thank the, you, and I'll I'll fix this tomorrow. So, obviously, I need to find a mic that I can hold more up here, like I'm holding a. Well, you can go to Walmart, get yourself a, a Blue Yeti. They're about a hundred bucks. It's what I've got. 
Um, <laughs> and they're good mics. It's got a nice bass. It's got a lot of different yeah. features. Yeah. Yeah. The, and I use, I used the Blue Yeti for a while. It's a great mic. And I'm, I'm learning. You know, I've reached out to Bill. Road said, Bill, what can I do better? Bill said, talk slower. So I'm trying to talk slower. But yeah. Get your thought out, man. <clears throat> before, you know, our boy joins us and we start going into the actual podcast, I'm just thinking schooling, education. I have five kids, you know, oldest 16, youngest is five, which is kindergarten. And my oldest is about to be a senior. And the Georgia, Georgia, where I'm at, the education system's like, you need to be doing schooling and they really push schooling hard. So we were pushing our kids to do a lot of schooling online and it's putting a lot of stress because, you know, five kids using one computer throughout the course of the day, it's, you know, we're constantly having to help kids do schooling. And then my wife read the fine print and in Georgia, it says, uh, Nothing from the 13th of March, which is when Georgia shut down on, will count against you education-wise. So school in Georgia ends in June. End of May, beginning of June is when school ends here. So basically what March, April, May, three months of school, not important. All my kids have already been pushed on to the next grade. And I have not been a fan of education since day one. Bill, I almost got kicked out of the Air Force because of what I call forced education. Am I lying? So ALS. Okay. So and yeah. So they're still trying to push forced education and they're leaving it in the fine print saying it's not important. What we need to teach you over the next three months doesn't matter. This is this could be a whole podcast on its own, and I could go on rants for days. But this is just us having fun before your boy joins us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he messaged me, he said he would get to a he would he get to us when he could get to us. All right, like mm -hmm. he's got um, he's got his kids, and if he comes in at um, at the very final Rambo, then that's when he comes in, and that's fine. No. no. Because I think that what's what's really really important is um, really you know like amongst the three of us it's like let's talk about this first Rambo and then let's get into okay. the last Rambo because they're two very different movies and I, well I noticed that right off the rip so we're gonna go ahead and just disregard my entire education rant and we're gonna go straight into Rambo's correct let's get straight into Rambo. Okay. All right. By the way, I want to know what everyone's drinking on at the moment. What are you drinking, Bill? Because you don't I, drink. No, I, I don't. I'm drinking. I'm drinking black coffee. However, uh, this morning, I had coffee with uh, with decarb oil, courtesy that? of um, that is decarboxylated cannabis oil. You can't have it because you're in the military, uh, Dan. You're not in the military. Um, <laughs> So decarb oil is, um, it's sort of a cannabis concentrate uh, that can be used for cooking. You mix it down, break it down a little bit with um, with coconut oil, or you can put it in butter, make it like a, for um, hmm. put it on butter on a steak or a grilled cheese sandwich, whatever it is you're trying to do. Okay, so this I'm morning when I was getting all my work done, I did it, uh, my decarb oil and my coconut oil in coffee uh, in a blender, sort of like a bulletproof coffee. Okay. Yeah. So is it? Is it? I mean, it doesn't have th. Is it THC effect? You get yes. 
Um, really? So I, I put in about a half gram of, uh, of THC oil. So about uh, 500 milligrams of, uh, oh, yeah. Oh my God, dude. I did that when I first got out. I went, when I get moved to Portland, Oregon, they have, yeah, have you ever done a dab at all? Uh, I've done a lot of dabs. Well, no, it's called it was, a dab at all. A-D-A-B-I-N-O-L. So tell me about it. It's just, it kind of looks like Pepto-Bismol. Uh, it's, it's just, it really does. It's, it's, it's the best thing ever. I loved it. I love the shit out of it. It's just 500 to 750 milligrams of THC in this little bottle. Um, and you're supposed to take like a teaspoon, put it, you know, with something and you get 30, 40, 50 or whatever milligrams or so. I, I'm not really sure how it worked out, but I was, I decided to take all of it all, all at once. I wanted to experiment. I thought I was fucking dying. I was on my couch and I thought I was exploding. Like my skin, like I was looking at it and it was, all the light was coming off. I think I have never tripped so hard off of uh weed or thc before that it's an existential experience man and it's Dude, one of those I, things you got to do like the kid like nobody's up it's just you but you so you're telling wait, wait, so you're telling me that you took 500 milligrams of thc this morning yeah first thing so i woke up and so you're I, fucking functioning That's yeah <laughs> I was high for like 10 hours, dude. I was fucking nah, gone. dude. So like, so it's, it's, it's different for everybody. So it's like, for me, yeah. it's, it's not like it's like, I'm a high functioning dude when I'm on cannabis, but like, um, I know that if I don't, if I don't work right while I'm doing that, then I'm wasting whatever the muse is that's coming in, like whatever the energy is, whatever the juice that's coming in. Um, Cause I can't drink like drinking doesn't do it. I would love not, to, yeah, to drink and watch the departed again. My God. Um, you know, like the departed was a drinking game, my friend. Um, there's, you know, I, I, I really, I really do miss that. And, and, um, and I get to do a lot of work up here with some of the, like, um, like we have cool microbreweries up here. Uh, and so I get to do work with them, but I don't get to drink. I get to drink their root beer. I get to eat their food that they make, which is cool. Um, but like, you know, like, so, so I'll do what I can to get you some of our beer up here. Um, but, love as, some. but as far as yeah. the cannabis goes, like, um, yeah, as, if I, if I didn't have coffee, like that was the other thing it was like, I was putting it in coffee. I put a large dose in my coffee and it's not like I was driving anywhere. I was up early catching up on the stuff that I didn't miss or that I missed from the first time that I watched the, the very last Rambo and then watching Hobbs and Shaw tried to decode that. So it's like, I, oh, wow. I wasn't, I wasn't going anywhere. I was, I was working, you know, like I was getting stuff done. No, I, I mean, I, I think that's great. Here. That's great that you can do that. Me. I'm a fucking mess when I get too high. I just can't, I'm not a good functioning high person, you know? Oh, I, me. I, I'm cutting back on a lot of the smoking stuff. Like a, a lot of the, I'm not, I don't like smoking, man. Yeah. I, I don't like smoking it. I like edibles. That's my thing. Why? What's the difference between smoking? So me as a military member who's never enjoyed marijuana, what's the difference between an edible and smoking it? Why? And then I know, so my brother-in-law is big into oils right now. Okay. So what is before I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. My wife is doing weird things with her hands. Me too. Anyways. So she's Vanna Whiting. So real quick. So we can get into the podcast proper. So somebody who's completely naive, 
smoking edibles oils a 60 second rundown edibles um okay so Bill, you're the concentrates <laughs> um oils are going to be your dabs they're going to be your shatters your turp sauces um your concentrated cannabis your essential oils of the cannabis plant it's the best way to put it the best way that i could put it um and it's like all of the benefits of the flower uh, uh, via um, a more concentrated form. Like smoking a dab will, if you have a good, strong, powerful dab, is going to be just as powerful as like two or three bowls. Like, and that's just at once. That's just a boom. Uh, I don't know very what two intense. or three bowls means is two or three it's bowls a lot. a lot. It's a lot. Okay. We're just saying a lot. We're just saying okay. a lot is a lot is a lot so is a lot. Two or three lot. bowls is like six to seven beers. No, that's like that's like a it's like a twenty four pack. <laughs> just, what you're going for me? Okay. That's how it would be for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a beer drinker. Give me marijuana to beer if you can, real quick. Marijuana to beer. So so okay, like. Um, Eating marijuana is a body high. It's a body feeling. Okay. Hmm. Um, it's, it's cause it's your body is digesting it rather than it's, it's going into your lungs and it's, it's going out. The other thing is like, because we're dealing with, uh, uh we're in quarantine because of something that causes respiratory episodes. It's, it's much easier to go to an edible. All right. Um, okay. you're, you're not necessarily functioning at a different you're functioning a different way or not functioning in a different way than you would be if you were smoking it. Um, yeah. If you're asking me, like if I'm eating a cookie and watching a movie on Netflix, there's really no better way to do it. Okay. Unless okay. you're drinking a beer and watching a movie where people are getting fucked up. Fair enough. Like, like I said, me, I've never had the, the experience. I have no, I have no prejudices against it. When I'm out of the military, I will probably try it, but until then, I will not. For as Dan says, I I, I can't comment, you know. <laughs> but <gasps> ooh, there's a person. Ooh, the meeting Zoom over. meeting is over. You're awesome. All right, his Zoom we'll meeting is over. Part out, no worries. Yeah, good, good. Hey, yeah. you know, Ali, he's so. letting his dad knows what's up. He's keeping him, keeping you informed. It's good stuff. But I like that kid. Okay, he's a good kid. Yeah, he's a good kid. You know? <laughs> no, I I do. I like those kids of mine. I do find it interesting that there's like, <clears throat> you know, growing up, I had friends that smoked pot and I have a brother-in-law who is huge into the marijuana scene and he understands dabbing. He understands edibles and all of that. And he's, he's able to rattle off information like you are, Bill. And it's, it interests me as somebody who's never done it. I'm like, oh, this is curious. Maybe someday I'll try it, but I'm not going to do it now because obviously have I have a obligations that won't. Yeah. Yeah, you have, have you're, you're to obligated to do yeah. other things. Like yeah. you right now you have a contract that says you can't do this. Right. One and of I'm gonna I'm gonna honor that as until you I can't. As you should. Or I don't have to. Um what I'd be curious to know is what the military stance will be on C B D and C B D isolate in the next couple of years. Uh we've I don't seen ever it, see it going I don't ever see it going in the positive route because they're just it's too unknown. So I understand dabbing's a new thing edibles have been around for a long time dabbing's kind of new cbd oils and all that still relatively new from my understanding and what i i've learned about it okay so the military still just until we can say a hard yes or no this is what it does for you or the government gets its hands in the cookie pot and is making monies off of cbds 
then it becomes okay for the military. Am I wrong? Well, they're collecting a lot of money from CBDs right now. The, <laughs> Who, one of the issues they? that they have, they is going to be, uh, is the hey, government, government through taxes. Um, there are a okay. lot of people that are making CBDs. The problem is one of the things that we're running into is they're not necessarily regulated by the, the FDA. What, any way you cut it, like FDA regulation is kind of the law of the land. Uh, the okay. FDA regulation, as we know it, as we understand it, is is run by a bunch of lobbyists, and so that's what's keeping uh, cannabis I- illegal in in many states. Um, now, I I think that if you one of the things you'll deal with if, when you have um, the military open to to alcohol or to cannabis if if that were to ever happen we're very open to alcohol you know that (laughs) absolutely um but it's going to be a method of like monitoring it like because some people are a lot of people are going to go overboard and and mistreat like alcohol alcohol like cannabis is is something that can be used and overused to affect and to disaffect and it's all depending on the person who is using that whatever it is doesn't matter if it's cannabis or if it's beer or if it's running around in a circle for 30 minutes okay so god we're, we're not getting to the movie and i'm sorry that i'm going on this rabbit hole but I'm, okay. I'm pulling it so you're talking about you know abusing it using it all three of us have done the same job we've all stood in the same guard mount have you used alcoholic beverages in the past eight hours as an ignorant person? So I smoke a joint at, you know, eight hours and five minutes before I have to arm up and carry a gun. Is that going to affect me in a negative way? And I'm not trying to start a fight. I'm not trying to be negative. I just, I'm curious because I don't have the education that I should need for this conversation. Yeah, if we yeah, need to yeah. stop this, let me know. We'll stop it and we'll go to Rambo because I'm totally ra- ready for the Rambo conversations. So I'll talk about it. Dan, do you want to touch on cannabis or you want me to do that? Oh, I mean, the only thing I would say is someone, because you're so experienced and you're so used to it. And I'm, I live in Alabama, which is basically might as well stayed in the military. Everything's illegal down here except guns, which is cool. But um, like CBD is kind of coming online down here so we're probably five years behind something like colorado or or whatever um all right i i don't i don't think i don't think it's that big of a deal i think if you know once whenever we get over our foot uh this fucking hissy fit shit with the government and everything once it goes league federally legal i mean i don't know i don't see a problem with it like, but you're hey, saying it, you're saying it's not that big a deal i'm and like i said devil's advocate here if i'm getting out of line stop me Dan, you said what? Bill had 500 milligrams this morning. Jeez, oh, yeah. If you take that's that is like a lot. Drinking, that's like that's like drinking two bottles of Jack Daniels and then trying to go to sleep and be be sober in eight hours. It's just all about moderation. You do. Hey, you have a joint before bed. Eight hours later, you're gonna be more than fine. Like you're gonna. Yeah, be okay. and, and I could slam a bottle of Jack Daniels eight hours prior to arming up. I'll go up and I'll see three clearing barrels, and I, yeah. they still send me out the door, right? Um, yeah, not, I guess. I've never done that. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Hypothetically. I was, yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. I've never been in Germany with Bill Baker. So. <laughs> but, you know, no, I mean, is, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole once again, but is there like a level that you could say, yes, marijuana is safe for yes. military members to use and not use? Yes. Why yes? 
It's it's very simple. It's just like it's just like alcohol. You, I think, Bill, you said it right. You uh, not not mediate. You watch. You know, it's the same thing. People are going to abuse anything, anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. So the way I look at it, let people do what they want to do. Smoking weed is not that big of a deal to me. Like it's the same and, thing as drinking. Just and be I, smart I, about it. I do agree with you at the end of the day. I would love to smoke pot and still be in the military, but I'm not allowed to, so I don't. And I'm curious about it because I've seen so many people that I, I admire who smoke pot and they're not a danger to civilization. You know what I mean? I have aunts, uncles, friends, relatives, Bill, Dan, all of you guys, you all smoke it. I don't look at any of you and go, oh, that's a drug fiend. That guy's going to rape my daughter. I've never said that. You know? But what is it that makes it so bad that I can't do it as a military member and continue on doing my job? I think a big Why? part of it is that you have that. You have the agreement. You do have there, – there are legitimate – like there are real set, uh, side effects to regular cannabis use. Um, okay. You regular. Do, what is regular cannabis use? I mean that's like all how continual? you define it. The second that you start notifying noticing like – the, there's a difference in, in what you can remember your short uh, your short term memory your these conversations what, what the fuck was I just talking about the second that um, that you've uh, you've experienced that is when you've kind of crossed into that threshold in my opinion just right now on the spot without any numbers to back me up but the second that it starts affecting you is when it starts affecting you um, yeah I mean whether, it's the same thing with alcohol right like yeah. If your liver is, if your liver is shot or if it's this or it's that, whenever you start uh, feeling the, whatever they say, those, um, not the not fun side effects are, that's when you've got a problem with it. Exactly. I agree. So then it needs to be on the military members and the supervisors and the commanders to watch for that and pay attention just as you would somebody who may be potentially suicidal or a. An alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that you're dealing with is you're dealing with tolerance. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I have a very high tolerance for alcohol. So you have a high tolerance for – okay. Oh, there he goes. Well, goes. we're going to keep recording. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I, I really do think it is – it's pretty simple, man. It's uh, – I, I don't think it's that complicated personally. Okay. Well, while, while Bill's gone, if – if you post this on video and people are watching, I'm not wearing the sunglasses to be cool. Um, I'll go back to previous podcasts. Oh, hi, dear. So I've had things in my life happen where I kind of squint a lot. So mm -hmm. I'm doing the sunglasses because I'm squinting a lot because I'm having a moment, if you will. You're good. Okay. Gotcha. I just want to make sure people understand that, that I'm – Yeah. No, I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to be sly. Nah, screw it, man. It's I'm, cool. You yeah. can be cool and you can do it for other reasons too. You can be both. It's all good. Well, I like to be transparent as much as I can be in my life. Hey, like you know. I said, I'm not – if if my commander calls me tomorrow and says, Scott, are you interested in marijuana? I'm going to say, yep, but I've never smoked it and I can prove it. So. Yeah. But that's I mean, how I, dad I, stuff goes. Yeah. That's how oh. dad stuff goes. And we're glad that you're a father and a good father at that. Oh, Bill is a great I, – I wish Bill could have been like 15% my dad. <laughs> Just 15 though. Yeah, yeah. Well, my dad was pretty amazing, and I feel terrible because I'll never be him. But I'm working on the mustache. I've had friends tell me oh. I look like him, so I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm talking fast. So, so this 
Well, this brings us into kind of what we're talking about and why we're here today, Rambo. right? This this wraps into it. Uh, Rambo, First Blood, and and the last, the very final. Rambo, Last Blood. Yeah. Is that what it's called, Last Blood? Yeah. yeah. I think it's or Rambo, the last, last Blood. Is, yes. The Last Droplet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the goblet is full. The Last Squeeze. I mean, I couldn't believe Scotty hadn't seen it until this. I, I was and shocked. So I don't even know how that's possible. I but do I, like that his only entrance into this is the first and the last movie. Yeah, because yeah. the, yeah, the middle ones, and we all know. So, if I may, I've, I'm aware that Rambo's a thing. I've seen... Beer. I've seen bits and pieces of Rambo here and there. Okay. But I'm not a big Sylvester Stallone fan. Yeah, he kind of talks like that out of the side of his mouth, and you can't really, hey, Adrian, you know, I'm going to slap a lacrosse ball. <laughs> All right, man, you're an idiot. I get it. But so last night, you guys both approached me with this idea, and I've gotten after Dan before in Zoobox podcast as I'm not a movie guy. I, I listen to him just to support Zoobox, but I don't care about movies. So I watched the first Rambo last night. And as I was watching it, I, I, I Googled a little stuff because I was listening to the music that's in the movie and the fact that Sylvester Stallone doesn't really talk that much in the first one made it so much better. The dialogue was on people other than the main character. The music was driving your suspense the whole way through it. So I'm watching it and the first Rocky came out in 82 and I'm a huge, no, it was 82. Pull your phone out, Dan. Rambo Rambo came out in 82. Sorry, Rambo. Sorry. Rambo came out in 82. Not Rocky. My bad. Rambo came out in 82 and I was listening to the music and the, the, the heavy set, like bump, bump. And then a little bit of, you know, crescendo and then bump, bump. It made me think of predator and I'm a huge predator fan from 86 or Arnold Schwarzenegger. And there's not a lot of dialogue in that either. So I got very nostalgic with it and I watched it and I was paying attention. I'm like, this is good. And then about halfway through the movie, I was kind of like light bulb. This is, this is PTSD stuff. This is, this isn't just kind of saying he has PTSD. This is really, this is shining the light on Vietnam veterans and PTSD. It wasn't meant to, it wasn't using that as a crutch. In my opinion, it was kind of saying, this is an issue. There are guys out there that have this problem with PTSD. And the general public, the police, who is the bad guy in this video. Brian Dennehy, the recently departed just, Brian yeah, Dennehy. Just died. Yeah. Super sad. Not you know to be confused you know with Brian Boitano from the South Park movie. <laughs> you know what's really interesting, though? Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but when uh, – what's it? I'm sorry. I can't remember the, the sheriff. The main guy, the Brian main Dennehy. bad cop. Yeah, uh, that, that gentleman. Yeah, the sheriff, the antagonist. So once they accidentally, uh, spoiler everybody, if you haven't seen this fucking movie, I don't know why you're watching this shit, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> if you but, haven't seen it, you're awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you're Scotty and you're crazy. But there's that scene where they, they blow, the, blow him up in the mine, right? And then everyone thinks he's dead and he goes back to his office, the sheriff. He's like, hey, hold all my calls. And he sits down, he sits down. I thought it was a really unique shot because it shows to the left of him, there's a purple heart, a silver star, and a distinguished service cross. 
Really? But so this, this was interesting. And I, and I looked it up and it was right. And he's actually a Korean war veteran. And it's, it's super compelling. Cause you even see when they're going up through the mountains and in the initial uh, rain scene, you know, where he puts up the, the scarecrow and everything they were using Korean war tactics versus the guerrilla warfare style that was the special forces in Vietnam where it was his element. It was just interesting. I just thought that was a really cool thing that they kind of laid in there. And I never noticed that during my first viewing. And it was a war that was forgotten was the Korean war. Yes. And the Vietnam war was kind of the getting all the accolades at that time. It was just interesting to me. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's, in, that's, I have to go rewatch that scene church. now. Go, go pay attention church. to it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I, the sheriff himself is a veteran. So I thought that was really neat. I'm, I'm going to have to go rewatch it now because I like when they blew mine, you know, the, the national guard was there and showing the poor tactics and the, yeah, all they were there that, for that bullshit. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 like, all right, Bill. John, go over and take it up. And they're like, hell no, dude. <laughs> I got to be back to work on Tuesday. I don't have yeah. time for this. I'll shoot yeah. a rocket in there. Problem solved. And they're, yeah. they're poking fun at that, which we still do today. But no, it's, it was. I think it's really about the. Uh, so Chapman, I think his name is right. The, the Colonel. I think it's Chapman or something. Troutman or something like that. Uh, but it's really the, the Frankenstein and his monster. Dr. Frankenstein and his monster. It's like this, I read this awesome article about it. And I think that was a really good comparison about how it's kind of like that story of Frank and Dr. Frankenstein and his monster. That's gone. A wall's gone insane, going out hurting people and doing all this stuff. And he's got to come and like, kind of get him back. Is and, there anything uh, deeper than that? Or what do you mean? There's a lot. Frank, I mean, the, the film itself's a character study for sure. Or? And I'm uh, I really want to get to Bill and the message he sent us in our group. Ah, there he goes. Goodbye. Well, I, I, I mean, I think it's just the biggest compare. The reason why I want to make that comparison is very simply that the military creates you to be something. It, it designs you to be something much like Frankenstein brought back from the dead designed to be this, not a monster necessarily, but had a purpose, a singular purpose, which is to prove that you can reanimate dead tissue. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll agree with you that the military gives us purpose no matter where you're at. So, yeah, Frankenstein, Martin, God, man, you just made a light bulb go off in my head. Yeah, it's like it's really it's really about because like in Frankenstein, the dead t- the dead reanimation or reanimator mm-hmm. where you take that reanimation of dead tissue. That was the singular purpose of, of the monster in Frankenstein was just to prove that singular point. But it got out of hand. And I think mm-hmm. it's the same thing that happens with some veterans. They are trained to do one thing particularly well, hopefully, and yeah. especially in those elite units to kill people, and they're expected to turn it off. You know, and I th- and I, I think it's just kind of a consequence of the the things that uh, you have to go through. It's are we really expected to turn it off, and where does that come from? Uh, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I have I've different trains of thought right now. Boys. But Rambo, so, Rambo's one is a classic, man. I don't know. That's all I can say. I love it. So break down your trains of thought here, Scotty. What are you What are you thinking? So I'm messing up my beer pour first of all because I'm holding a mic in my hand. So Dan's talking about, you know, we're trained to do something particularly well, and then expected to turn it off. 
And, you know, why are we expected to turn it off? Why is that? My second train of thought is I, I went golfing yesterday. So I've been in the military 16 years. My counterpart has been in a little over 13 years with the same rank. I had a captain and I had a second lieutenant, sorry, first lieutenant, who was a prior E. We were all four of us were golfing and we were getting phone calls for work reasons during a government shutdown. And my counterpart, who's, you know, same rank, he's not able to turn it off because he has that stress. So I was thinking Frankenstein's monster able to turn it off. When I, when I walk out of my job at the end of the day, I can turn it off and I don't care. You know what I mean? But, there's a lot of guys I know that bring that stress home with them. And I don't want to go that far down this rabbit hole. Maybe that's another day. Maybe we should concentrate more on the Frankenstein's monster because we're doing a movie review. How is the colonel that turned this enlisted guy, which I wish I had more backstory on John Rambo, who he was, how he got into the army, how he got picked up for the Green Berets. That's not an easy task, you know? I've... I've hung out with Navy SEALs in deployed locations. I've hung out with Green Berets in deployed locations. I've hung out with Air Force TACPs, Air Force PJs. Not a big fan of the PJs. I'll put that out there right now. <laughs> but uh, Rice, I love you. You're a yeah, PJ. Right, Rice Anyways, is, yeah, yeah, Rice. Is <laughs> Side note. Anyways, but <clears throat> so let's go with the Frankenstein route. Like the colonel who is the officer who's above the nonsense that us – enlisted deal with he is the creator of the monster which is the enlisted side of the house so end of the day you have a guy who's removed from it even though in the movie he claims i was there with you i dealt with the same things but do they really deal with it? i saw that i saw it yeah do they really deal with the same things um it's I don't want to. I don't want to go too far down my own rabbit hole. But you guys have less time in with me. You guys saw your own things. You're civilians now for your own reasons. Uh, is there a difference between the officers making us the monsters, or do we allow them to make us the monsters that become the John Rambo's of the world? I know this is all to extremes. I mean, it's an extreme right here, but. I said it in the last podcast. At the drop of a hat, I'll go savage. I'll go pick up Dan and my diesel, and we'll go do boogaloo stuff. I'm not going to make it all the way to Alaska because Bill has too far of a drive. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they're so, saying they're saying the the officers, the doctor, and Rambo is the Frankenstein. Is is there credibility to that? Am I wrong? You know, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a shrink, um, but I'll You've say. You've been my shrink. I've been your shrink. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, like you are in, in some cases, like you're, you're making the tools that you need to do a job. Right. So if you are like up here, we've got the, the oil field, right? So if you are like a great welder, great fabricator, you can make things happen. You are very technically sound, technically apt. You can make your own tools for the, the jobs that you need to accomplish. Um, and so if you are 
job is to do this one thing, right? Then, then your job might be to develop the proper tools to do it. Whether it's the, if it's the best way to, okay, all military guys all in the same job. If it's the finding the safest, cleanest, healthiest way to check ID cards at the front gate, um, then, you know, like, then you develop that and you create your own tools to make it work, right? Or if it's a system for documenting some particular form, right? You, you have to create the system uh, and you have to create the tools that you want to use um, before you can use them. So was, uh, was uh, Colonel Troutman uh, making his own Frankenstein? Um, yeah, but if we fast forward from one Rambo to the next, Rambo's job was always to be in the, uh, a soldier. Like that was his, always his dream. Um, so to assume, like my assumption is that if his dream was always to be a soldier, then he's going to go in uh, balls to the wall. Why wouldn't he go, um, go all out? Why wouldn't he be the, the Rick James of the special forces? Dan? No, I mean, I, I don't think that there's any argument there. I think that would be a fair that he would be the, the most susceptible to be uh, on that path of going into that, those special forces and the Green Berets and doing all that, that uh, high operation, high tempo stuff. Um, and I, I do think the movie, really, obviously, the whole point of the movie is a psychological uh, view of what a veteran goes through and how easily, I mean, if, if we just break down in the beginning of the movie, I mean, the guy finds out one of his best friends is, is gone. Like the last, he's that Rambo. John is now truly alone in the world. Mm -hmm. Has basically <laughs> the only person left of this experience that he had in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And now it's he's absolutely alone. And it's so easy for that. Why would this sheriff be this big of a dick? Which is obviously just to move for the sake of moving forward. Um, it's 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 tragic it's kind of like this tragic story you know and that's what really makes the movie i think the most interesting is well, that they did draw they did draw for or drew they drew first blood and i think he says that in the cape they did they were the ones who started it all and, and he, he just was trying to get out of it you know what rambo so said when the sheriff dropped him off right he's like i was just looking for some a bite to eat yeah he was hungry yeah. Package of Ritz crackers would have made everything yeah. okay. <laughs> you give the guy Snickers, he'll go on his way down to Portland and do that. But he's going to enjoy no. the Pacific Northwest like any other Pacific Northwesterner. It's beautiful and up there. It is. Maybe, and it is kind of, I hate to, you know, fall on the, the veteran card, but, you know, I've, I've done things. Me and Bill have been through IDF attacks where we laid under a Humvee. And I remember Bill yelling, this is bullshit, you know, because they weren't even hitting near us, but the alarms are going off and we had no idea. So me and Bill laying under a Humvee saying this is bullshit together. So you got to do what you got to do. I mean, you do. You know, like I, I remember during one particular IDF attack, uh, I got on the floor and I did the things I was supposed to do. And, and my roommate, like one of my, we had two roommates. We both hit the floor and did what we were supposed to do. The other one like popped his head out of the out of the beds and he was like, uh, I'm just gonna resign to dying. Um, 
but it's like you, you, everyone handles it differently, right? Like you, you, you handle those situations differently depending on, on what your expectation is. Because we become numb to that and it's what we expect, but people who have never been through that don't understand it. So the whole movie to me was about, you know, PTSD. No, no matter what you've done, even if you've never deployed, the military still expects certain things from us. And you get a little twisted and there's PTSD and then there's failure to adapt, which I know a lot of people can get failure to adapt because we're in the military. So much more is expected of you. So yeah, Rambo is the extreme right of PTSD. He was a nom. Things went sideways all the time, special forces. And I think the three of us, we're kind of the middle ground. And then there's the left side where it's like, Oh, I deployed to Qatar and oh my gosh, we ran out of steak on Friday, no surf and turf. And it's still a mental hardship because you're expecting certain things. But the, the movie to me was all about PTSD and the civilian population's inability to accept that there's still people coming home with PTSD and Dan, you brought up that the sheriff was a former Korean war vet who had been readmitted to civilization. I love both of you to death. You know, Bill, you've been out however many years. Dan, you're still recently out in the grand scheme of things. I'm still in. So I haven't had that separation yet that both of you have had. So if PTSD came down to it and I had a freak out moment with both of you being removed from the equation and having the clarity, so to speak, that civilians have, if I'm like, oh my God, Dan, oh my God, Bill, I just did this, this, and this, are you going to be looking at it the same way that I did, even though we sh me and Bill share similar medals from Iraq? Me and Dan share similar experiences, the same, you know, bullshit, we're better than you mentality from what we did in Effie Warren. I mean, you see what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. Am I too far off on a rant? So I think, so when you get out, part of it is that you, um, if there are any active duty guys, anyone who just got out, if, if we have any military, of, of any, any military, foreign military, um, you know, because I know that with Woken Bake, I've got listeners all, all over the world. I'm very happy about that. Um, when you get out of the military, it's very, it's very important that when you get out, you have people that you connect with, right? That other veterans that you can talk to, um, other veterans that you can interact with and find things that you can have a common ground with because it's going to be very, it's going to be very important to find that common ground regardless of um, whether some of your experiences line up. The flip side of that is that they're going to be able to because if you're especially if you're just getting new to a place, they're going to be able to link you up with other people who might have a better understanding of what you're going through. Um, but just about any place you go is going to have like groups. They're going to have, uh, you know, they'll have spouses groups. You'll have AMVETs. You'll have the VFW. I don't think any of those, which you can go to right now, but whatever. Um, yeah, they still have actual services that they could provide. But 
during you know like during the year during the the regular year those are places that you can go to just connect with people to get out of the house because it's the not getting out of the house is is where a lot of this stuff comes back to you like a lot of this a, a lot of like um a lot of the shit like rises to the surface like they say cream rises to the top so does shit like and if you don't have an outlet or people to interact with and things to do then that shit goes to the top and eventually it's like weird because it it becomes all shit but it's rather than all cream it's feces agreed i very much agree with that because i just got out within this past year it's definitely uh it's true and i've moved twice and i've lost a lot i'm thousands of dollars in debt it's been uh and it's a lot of my own doing i won't lie you know making uh moving with the wrong people trying to do the wrong things and then um but it's it's hard man like suppose like my family you know like trying to talk to your family about certain things and they really it's not that they don't care they just don't they just don't fucking get it and uh, yes it's frustrating it's frustrating so personally for me you know, cause I was out here playing music and stuff, but I was still so isolated. I was so, I, I would play five nights a week, make, you know, 500 bucks a week doing it, maybe more. And I was still isolated. I was still so alone. I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could connect with anybody. So for me personally, what I did is I reached out to the VA and I started seeking uh, treatment. Yep. That's what I did. Help me. So we can agree that, I mean, this is, 1982 Rambo first blood the VA the stuff, sucked yeah the the stuff we have I I I know that what you know Dan you've reached out to a friend of mine Bill if you want to reach out to my friend of mine I'll get you some good disabilities but in 82 the VA was garbage it's still garbage today but it's better than it was well, okay so, so Rambo good oh so so to be fair like and I guess, because that's a blanket statement to say, like, the VA sucks. Like, where I'm at, again, I live, I live, like, I live with, like, unicorns, right? Like, if I need to go in and get seen, like, I can get seen relatively quickly. Me too. I'm, this, I'm in this about okay. as you. So, so, like, so I understand I, folks that, like, the Phoenix VA have had problems. But if you, anytime you live in a large metropolitan area, you're mm-hmm. going to have more problems than your yep. average spot. Um, if you have, if you're in a classroom with 60 students, it's going to be harder for the students that, that need help to get the help they deserve. Um, and, and a lot of it, a lot of it really comes down to personal choice. Like my wife and I chose to live up here because it's easier for like, if it's going to get seen at the VA, I get in and get seen pretty quickly. We also have, um, a, a network of veterans. Um, speaking of, uh, veterans, veteran owned. Got to take a quick break to give a plug to your sponsor, who makes supplements, Dan. ASC, man. I, I, need, you to me, I need you to talk El to Jefe. me about El Jefe, the boss. No, I'm telling you, man. I mean, this guy, this quick backstory on the founder and the CEO of this company, ASC Supplements. I mean, guy could barely speak English when he came in the military. I mean, that's true. I mean, my buddy Jake could barely speak English, and now he's an officer. You know what I mean? And he, yeah, he's been so he's active years. duty and he's yep. selling supplements. 
Everybody's oh, yeah. got to hustle. That's awesome. I'm, oh, yeah, dude. He's doing super well. And, uh, I mean, he's not – he actually just got confirmation that they're actually getting sales in Puerto Rico and uh, Mexico now. It's becoming actually, this is going to be LFA is their main product, but like, that's a great looking product. It's kind of made uh, and targeted towards a Hispanic um, audience a little bit, but I mean, it's, it works though. It really, like, I'm not even bull crap. And I've been in the military. I used to weigh 200 pounds, used to lift weights all the time. This is the best pre-workout I've ever had. hundred percent, honestly. And then he's got stim free stuff. He's got thermo burners and it's everything. And he actually has another company he started up called Nutri Cartel. So go check out NutriCartel.com. That's another one. So my current sponsor, uh, well, one of my sponsors, supporters is Iron Asylum. You can look them up online at the Iron Asylum Gym AK or on Instagram at the Iron Asylum uh, AK. Uh, they are also a veteran-owned business. Uh, the owner, Brandon, has been a guest on my uh, podcast several times, member of the 10th Mountain Division. And he is joining us out on a trip this summer to Port Chatham. If you're not familiar with Port Chatham, Port Chatham is the home of the Port Chatham Hairy Man, uh, a vicious mother lover. Think of a Sasquatch that rips arms off um, and all that good stuff. So like, so not the way you think of like, of Sasquatch, like Harry and the Hendersons, like this is Sasquatch for real, like, like Chewbacca, like more Chewbacca than Harry and the Hendersons. Really? Yeah. So this town in this area uh, called Port Chatham, Port Lock, was abandoned in the 1950s um, after a hairy, a hairy man uh, was going through and um, he was, ta- I guess they started off taking animals, taking livestock, that sort of thing. Um, people would go hunting for him, looking for him, and what they'd find was people's arms or, or part of them. Eventually, this town was abandoned. So, yeah. So you guys are going up there to kind of check some stuff out. Yeah. So part of what we're doing with streaming service and show, we're working on some T-shirts to sell um, to help pay for this uh, this search for the hairy man. It's not a hunt. I'm not hunting this thing. This thing, for all I know, could be like could be John J. Rambo's cousin, um, <laughs> like some some other like. The son of like a uh, like a Korean War vet who was also a Vietnam vet who's also like did some weird time in like Iran Contra and he's just living out there in Port Chatham not wanting to be bothered just running through the woods and eating stuff with his bare hands he doesn't want to be bothered I get it and if that's what it is sorry about that but if it is Sasquatch if it is the hairy man. Uh, and I do get uh, my arm ripped off. We'll have cameras out there. So you'll have video of that. That's what we need. I'm glad you're t- willing to take that risk. Yeah, it's... Uh, for, it's for my you entertainment. Know, exactly. You know, it's... If grown men and women are willing to get into steel cages, to get into uh, mixed martial arts fights, for my entertainment, uh, I'm willing to lose an arm to the Sasquatch for theirs. Respect. Respect. If... If Sasquatch takes Bill's arm or arms, I'm calling Glenn K. Brott, and we're flying to Alaska, and things are going to go wild real fast. It's either going to be, be. A, let it be. Yeah, let it be. Just let it happen, man. Just let it happen. Are you guys can, are you guys going to live stream it? Kind of well, type deal. I don't think well, we're going to be able to live stream. It. It. I, can, I don't think. Yeah, because service up there is probably. Yeah, 
So we'll go out there. We're going to have uh, you know, five or six cameras. We've got some trail cameras. There's a, a search for the Harry Man uh, documentary on Netflix. And that's kind of, kind of the, the required viewing of people that are going on this one, as well as just about every other uh, Bigfoot documentary on Amazon Prime, of which there are a lot of varying quality. A uh, shout out to Don't Call Me Bigfoot, probably the best documentary on the subject, and the Bigfoot <laughs> and Aliens one, which was not. So, so there are a bunch of different links to Bigfoot and Aliens. Uh, and yeah. There are a lot of good documentaries on Amazon Prime, but the Bigfoot and the Aliens documentary that they have on Prime, not the one. Not the one. Not the one. Do, do not. Good Good to know. But, Good to know. But the Port Chatham Harry Man, the, the very cool thing about that is that because it's only about five hours away from us, we can kind of um, cruise over there and uh, um, see the things that they they didn't do in this documentary that we would do. Um, like they slept on the boat uh, during this time. We're going to go camping in the abandoned houses. So you're uh, going to be living in the town, the whole stomping grounds. Yeah, so right. they so went we, out there yeah, overnight. We're going out there for hopefully two or three days. So we'll go out there, and we're hoping to go deep. So one of the uh, one of the sponsors, one of the supporters. are hoping to go deep. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, one of the sponsors, uh, supporters, Iron Asylum, uh, Brandon is a 10th Mountain Division uh, veteran. We're going to be climbing through the mountains. Another buddy of mine is a retired uh, Air Force uh, survival evasion resistance escape instructor. Going to talk to him. Yeah, I'm going to see if he wants to come along um, and just turn this into like a cool, a cool excursion that, that we can have some fun with. Do, do you guys? You got a YouTube channel then? I'm guessing for the podcast. Um, do it's not great. I'm I'm still learning the the editing video yeah. portion. Yeah, we're we're working on some some of those things. I'm actually buying a MacBook Pro. If you okay. need help with anything, I'm, I uh, is that what I've got? Do I have the MacBook Pro. I got a MacBook. I know, and then I've got the uh, the the iMac Pro um, at the the big studio in North Kenai. One of the things that I'm I'm glad I'm talking to you real quick. Um, one mm -hmm. of the things that we're working on up here is something called Red Run Radio. Um, if you guys are interested in having Zoobox syndicated. Like, I don't know yeah. if you guys, you guys air once a week. Um, mm -hmm. The more content you have, yeah. uh, the more we can upload. If, it, if it's airing every Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 5 o'clock in the afternoon or whenever it is. Well, hey, if you, if you, we can talk about it a little bit later if you don't mind. You know, I, I don't know if you want to get into the details I don't want to get right into now, the nitty-gritty on the podcast, yeah. but I want, to bring, I want to bring it up to you. So no, if, I don't know if you've listened to our podcast yet, but um yeah we'd be willing to absolutely okay well good I would say goody 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 all right now let's get back into right. rambo Ram um one of the observations let's get back to rank is very important ttsd is a, is, a, is a tough conversation and there are a lot of movies that we can get into to discuss oh, yeah. that we can also we also have access to a lot of people that we can discuss one of the things that i would like to discuss and i kind of touched on it on on my uh, my streaming service and chill uh, last week with the um, Christopher Walken movie, King of New York. David yeah. Caruso plays a cop a lot. A lot. 
So David Caruso was a cop in King of New York. He was a cop in this. He was a cop in the first season of NYPD Blue. He's got that one show in Miami where he is a cop. He is what I think we are supposed to think about when we think about cops on TV. <laughs> like, why the fuck wasn't he on The Wire? I don't know. That's a good. That's a damn good question. If he was in everything else, The Wire is a great. That's a great show. I haven't seen that in years, but oh, it's a great least, show. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Um, I, I, I mean, so what about the PTSD? As far as are you saying that this is a good representation or a bad representation of PTSD? I mean, you have your Hollywoodisms just like anything else. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um. I think that it does, it's, it's one of those films that like, that a lot of people empathize with uh, John J. Rambo, particularly in this film, especially in the veteran community, because he was just trying to get on, man. That was, that was it. He was just trying to get on yeah, and get to wherever he was, a land of the free, home of the brave, right? He was trying to get to where he was trying to get to. All he wanted was a sandwich or something to eat, man. And they had places to eat in that town. And that guy, and and Brian Dennehy didn't take him to any of them. Um, as far as is being a representation of PTSD, it is a representation of PTSD. Whether or not you um, you want to think of it as positive or negative, it's it, it is what it is. Um, and I think that it it does uh, as good a job showing a face of it as any other Hollywood movie does by showing with showing a cause if it's something that's it's well thought out um i'm not a great big oliver stone fan but uh, but platoon was a great film yes um agreed so that being said um some films are harder to watch than others and and rambo doesn't feel that way rambo doesn't feel that way because it's because it's it's more cartoony it's not and and i don't want to say cartoony but it did have a fucking cartoon there was a rambo cartoon in the 80s if you don't believe me check amazon prime all right Uh, i saw that i bought i bought rambo one yesterday okay when i typed in rambo it brought up the 80s cartoon i was like no that's not what i'm looking for let's keep moving so (laughs) i know what you're talking about yes yeah so that exists um I think that Rambo three or the, not Rambo three, the very last Rambo, cause you didn't skip, yeah. you skipped two, three and four. Like you went from one yeah. to five. Yes. Um, and I think that it's, it's important to think and, and remember like those two have to exist in the same universe. Yeah. That's yes. the kind of the hard, I, that's the hard part. I mean, it can be, if you watch two and three and especially four, which is kind of, just if you, connecting four in this one is a little hard for me you know what i mean so okay so we can't because scotty didn't see two three, i know or i know four, we can't we can't get into that we can't I know, get too but. far into it. um i will say that four worked for me in this because in four he was in a shithole and like you know he was in a very tough place and he looked like he was probably burnt out on being in that kind of a tough place that's true that's true so um, I think it's important. Um, they don't really, okay. We jumping into this new one. They don't really address his actual relationship with the little, with, with the girl and her grandmother. Do they, they ever uh, address they, that? Just, they call him uh, uncle. John. I don't know. 
Yeah. Who's the, like who's the girl's grandmother? Who's so okay? Can I can I please step in? Go ahead. All right. So I watched. I'm going to slow down. I watched the first Rambo. At the end, I was like, "This guy is a felon. He's going to prison." <laughs> All right. I start the last Rambo, Rambo Last Blood, and he's much older. Clearly, he has a Latino woman working for him. Who am living I? with right. him? We don't know that yeah, she's necessarily living, working for him. Yeah, he's living taking, slash working, and she's he has. Care of him. Yeah. And he has a 17-year-old Latino niece. So I missed Rambo 2, 3, and 4. Oh, they those have no... any of that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. don't. That's nothing. <laughs> That's you why didn't miss, little... You didn't miss so... the explanation of any of that. All right? Yeah. You didn't okay. miss. You're not going to watch but... those, those others and get, like, any satisfaction. <laughs> They're not going to be like, oh, so that's how it all ties together. Ah, uh, no, it's not mm. like that at all. These are all um, kind of cartoon universes. Like that, it's the only way to describe it. So the first one was this sort of thing where you know, like he's out running cops on on a dirt road uh, on a dirt bike, and that's pretty cool. Um, yes. By the third Which one, I could do. By the third one, spoiler alert: he's able to take down a helicopter with a bow and arrow. Um, I could also I could also do that, but no big deal. Um, the fourth one, he's machine gunning folks with a fifty cal, and that's where you kind of get into this, like the mm. super set of violence that you get in in that. this film. Um, the yeah. last one is where they kind of turned up the violence. The violence is, and the the graphic violence in this is where it really turned up. Uh, I mean, I kind of dug it honestly. If I had not, I'd say, and I didn't. Yeah, it's, I dug it, dude. We're talking about uh, Rambo: so Last Blood, correct? This yes. is because that the film itself. Um, the more that we learn about, um, about sort of the, um, I don't want to say dark arts, but like the the darkness that's going on behind the scenes of of what we're of of what's being portrayed uh, in the news like we know that human trafficking is going on we know these ugly things and we've known yeah. for a long time this was this was man on fire yes. with an old white guy who's not drunk yes okay. yeah so yep and and me being not a huge rambo person i watched the first one and i was like all right veterans ptsd and within 15 minutes before I sent you guys the picture of my happy face when he messed up that, you know, human trafficker, I understood it was going straight to human trafficking. I knew that. So it's more of a political piece film in my mind as a not Rambo fan, as the whatever side I am. I don't care about Rambo, but I was like, okay. Very quickly, I was able to understand that they were going into the Dan, you took the, the CBTs. Bill, you've done CBTs. You go into a bar. There's a woman there. She has no identification, but she wants to have sex with you. It's a CBT. You know, CBTs are, are, are computer-based training. You got to understand Sorry. the people who are listening Sorry. right now or watching now, are you're, you're, laying, you're throwing off letters that, that they may or may not get. So computer-based training. You sit yes. down in front of a cube, uh, computer. It's better learning through hitting the space bar. When in doubt, Charlie out. I apologize. I all good. Every year I have taken. Yeah, you brainwashed moron. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to be at 20 years with 100% disability. So where are you at, Dan? Tomato, seven, potato. Seven years, 90. Just get at me. Right. Anyway. Anyways. So me with all the stuff I'm subjected to, I was like, oh my gosh, this is instantly a propaganda film about human trafficking. I realized that very quickly. And that okay, when you say propaganda film for human trafficking, you make it sound like it's like like it's a like it's a commercial. It's a like the last forty five yeah. <laughs> minutes is the like it's the most uh, pro human trafficking bullshit I've ever seen. I've never seen such pro human trafficking. John Rambo was out there with Sugar Free the rapper singing "Don't be thinking with your dick, boy." While he was while he was sucking while he was kicking girls out of the hookers, you know who who out of the cars. You know who else was there? Uh, DJ the pimp from Hustle and Flow, because it's hard out here for a pimp. Ask John Rambo, John Rambo, Rambos. And at the end of the day, he still can't come to terms with his sexuality, which is really what the first Rambo is about. Now he's sitting there. His niece is getting all the sex from these men that he wants to get, and it's just pissing him off. I'm glad you and I are on the same page. Um, and I really got this way after watching the first trailer for this movie. I don't movie, see it. I when don't it was, see it. When it was Old Town Road, when it was Billy Ray Cyrus singing Old Town Road road, And that's when you know that it's about it's about John Rambo is, is, is so angry and so crushed because inside – he is a closeted gay man, and he has not been able to ever, ever, ever show off his life. Now, in the early 80s, uh, he, it's not like he, the only place he could go cruising for, for some, some D would have been in, in San Francisco, would have been in Seattle. However, uh, his, his buddy, who uh, he lost to uh, Agent Orange, this could have been his last hope for love, he's... He's going through a very, very dark place with PTSD, and all he wants is someone to love him. Um, he's a little bit dirty. He's a little bit disgusting. Some of us, you know, like the, you know, sometimes it's a lot harder for other people than it is for others. And and I'm just saying that John J. Rambo, after Vietnam, was probably cruising for somebody that was willing to love him in a rough way that he was accustomed to. And that by the time he got to the twilight of his life, when he's 70 plus years old, living out on a farm with his niece and her grandmother, um, he's just looking to, to die a comfortable gay man uh, by himself. And that's really what it all is about. If John J. Rambo had been able to be a gay man all of his life, um, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have died alone. I'm just saying. I agree. I think it's actually fantastic thesis that you have brought up is about how America has denied um, homosexuals the same rights as straight, straight people. So I think at the end of the day, John Rambo got his revenge. I think it's fucking awesome. You know, it, it is what it is, man, because it's really the whole sex industry that they're showing with the sex trafficking is actually about how bad straight people are. That's really what it's about. If you think. About oh, it. shit. That's deep. Like, you know what I mean? Right. You know, if we're going to get into this, like, that is the true depravity. If I said that word right, <laughs> whatever. Listen, I'm not a scientist. Depravity. Whatever, dude. Shut the hell up, okay? But, but that, but it exists, it exists uh, with homosexuality as well. Like, you look at, 
um, if you you watched it out of shadows, well, that's what a lot of that Pizzagate stuff was about. We always talk about the little girls, but we don't talk about the little boys that get wrapped up in the in all of this as well. I mean, that's absolutely fair. But okay, we're talking about adult sex trafficking. Let's say adult, because technically this woman. Yeah, yeah. So I would say it's more prevalent that women, adult women, are getting sex trafficked than probably adult men. If I had to guess, this is no basis of fact. I'm just saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. If I I had to guess. Yeah. Because no one's fucking my butt unless I want them to. You know what I mean? Unless I'm like letting it happen. Yeah, that's where we are in our lives. Um, and that's sadly not where John Jay was. If John Jay was able to, it would be a whole different, whole different experience for John Jay. If John Jay was able is? to be who he wanted to be, and I maybe, th- and maybe that's what, like, maybe that's what Brian Dennehy was like. He was also a closeted, angry gay man. Like, get her out of here. Well, I mean, if you think about it, when he's on the rooftop in the end of the first film, First Blood, which is actually the original title, not Rambo First Blood, it's First Blood. But the, uh, he's looking through the, the glass um, skylight, right? And it's dark, and he sees him skirt across. He's really just looking at himself because he can't come to his terms with his own sexuality. And John Rambo was that kind of man that he probably would want to make love to. So he has to eliminate himself. Like he really does. He has to eliminate the greatest potential threat to his own sexuality, which is John Rambo. So this is, this is, this is, this is some deep shit, dude. We could win a Pulitzer prize. I think if we took this to article, I really yeah. do. Evil, easily, easily that or a Nobel for certain. Nobel peace, whatever they got going on. If Obama won one, so can I. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the one that they give to kids books the thorin berry the, or something the, do they give i don't even know man I, know. I i just know that if obama can win the nobel peace prize so can i with three wars uh, do, in the middle east dude it's possible i when he won and 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 i'm probably mistaken he wasn't even president like he'd been elected but like he hadn't come into office yet when he won the first nobel peace prize or like when he no. won. no well, it wasn't at the end of his second term Twenty. I, I'm not sure. Don't quote me. I, I'm not sure. I know. I mean, but um, that's wild. Yeah, he dropped a lot of bombs. Yeah, he, he blew up a lot of people. For a guy that won a Nobel Peace Prize, he he blew up a lot of people. Dude, he killed an American citizen in Yemen with a drone strike. I, I believe no he, fucking without. I mean, without a trial. I believe they also killed his kid. Yeah. Um. They said. Eh, was it they? What was it? His press secretary said because Luke, um, Luke from We Are Change, interviewed the press secretary. The press secretary said something to the effect of, um, "Well, I guess he should have had a better dad," because the kid, the guy's kid, was also <laughs> oh blown up. Guess he should have had yeah, a better it was, dad. It was his 16th. They they drone striked him on his kid's 16th birthday party. 16th, his birthday. Uh, yeah, it's fucking yeah. wild. Yeah, it's your Yemenis. And Obama's the same. Your Yemenis Kinsilera. That's I can't believe that's not like national news. I can't believe that's not a bigger deal that he killed an American because there was said that he was working with uh terrorist organizations that would be a potential threat to American lives. And that's what was their uh reasoning behind allowing dude, that is fucking that's like Waco. But on steroids. 
So let's that's like Ruby Ridge on steroids. Let's run this back a little bit because this okay. does this does still tie in into Rambo, but we didn't sure. watch the, the third Rambo, which mm-hmm. is uh, which ties into Charlie Wilson's war, which ties into the formation of the Taliban, which turns into the formation of where a lot of these conflicts come from. Um, and, and I'll say that Rambo has done, except for maybe the second one, uh, has done a pretty good job of representing a lot of ugliness as it actually is. Like kind of Hollywoodized, kind of glamorized, but but there's a truth to the ugliness that they shine a light on. Whether it's uh, PTSD, whether it is uh, the conflict that was going on in Afghanistan in in the mid to late '80s, which films like Charlie Wilson's War and uh, Rambo Three kind of both did a really good job of of uh, reflecting on. Uh, one more so like during the time. Um, Rambo has done a really, really good job as a series, I think, um, of, of, of reflecting what's happening. And, and I think that Stallone is an actor that doesn't, doesn't get enough credit. Like you talked about, like, he's got the weird thing when he plays into that, like what he did in like a film like Copland, where he plays a guy who's half deaf, um, like that. Oh my God, dude. That can be a benefit. Thank you. That can absolutely, it can absolutely be a benefit. Like same thing with Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart, I think, had a like par- uh, paralysis in his face or something like that because he he was a veteran. It was something that was uh, related to his time in service. Um, but there's these movies like they they exist and some of them do a, a better job of shining a light than others. Uh, some movies I think exist to confuse people to what happened. I think some movies try to kind of reimagine what happened. Um, or sometimes they just want to take a liberty from like a book or the actual documentation, like without going into like too many war movies, Lone Survivor. Have we seen? Yep. Mm-hmm. Have we all read the book as well? I have. Yes, not. I have. Damn, okay. So you're tomorrow. No bottle. Was it a Coke bottle or a Pepsi bottle? I believe it was a Coca-Cola bottle. Yes, it was a Coca-Cola bottle. When he was in the village? And they kept putting the water in it and it got like dysentery or something? Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that the movie left out. How he could have been rescued sooner had people paid attention, yes. I, you know what, I... I, I, um, all of that, like there, there were a lot of things that they switched up. There were a lot of things they switched up in films like um, Captain Phillips with, to make it not historically accurate. Uh, Braveheart, all of these movies. Um, but I think that I think you do a better job when you're fictional up front. Uh, you've got a guy like Rambo oh, yeah. who is, uh, you know, like a Mac V Sog type guy, you have a, a better chance of making him kind of an amalgamation of like 15 different dudes, um, you know, combined into one because you don't have to stay truthful to one story. Like there was a lot of stuff that they didn't cover in the book for Lone Survivor that, um, or that they didn't cover in the movie Lone Survivor that happened in the book that I thought might have made the story a little bit different, would have been a, a cooler story. For, for us as veterans, it would have made it better. 
or anyone that read the book like anyone and, who's and, more familiar with that story because if you're familiar with the story then you're like oh that's not how it happened um, yeah and i agree with you 100 percent. like you know the fact that he crawled in so timeline is always skewed in movies and you always lose the information like i said i'm talking about a buzzsaw so he took an infrared a uh, glow stick tied a bit of a 550 cord spun in a circle helicopters flew over and saw him doing a buzzsaw and they said nope we're not going to go down there to check that out because at that point in time in the war the taliban had figured out buzzsaws and they were doing the same thing to lure helicopters in and then they would attack them do you remember that in the book i um i don't remember that in the book I do okay. not remember well, that in the book. He, I remember he, I remember there it's, being it's, a lot of a lot of things in the book that led me to believe that that entire operation, Operation Red Wing, would have gone a whole bunch of different ways uh, if it had gone any number of different ways. Um, well, all I'm yes, all I'm saying like, is that like you sometimes you get a more accurate story uh, when it's um, when you don't say that it's inspired by real events or based on a true story because ultimately well, when you do that is you're, you're, you're fucking up the story. Just make something different. You're not wrong. Yeah. So whenever Hollywood gets their hands on a true story, they're going to Hollywood it up. And I can't, I'm sorry off the top of my head, but there's multiple movies out there where you wait till the end of the credits and they say inspired by true events and people just they don't understand that it's got to be hollywooded up otherwise people aren't going to care because bill me and you eating mortars in balad in 06 nobody cares about that for us it's a great story you know what i mean but if you don't take it, was, it was 07 we went in 07 okay, uh, yeah. i'm sorry the it's concussions. okay you got a bunch of shit 07 yeah, yeah so the point is is me and you, we think it's a great story where we ate tons of stuff. But if you don't Hollywood it up, and when I talk to my wife, if I give her the one, two, three account as me and you see it, she doesn't understand. But if I'm like one A, two C, three B, she's like, oh my gosh, you did what? So yeah, Hollywood gets their fingers in there to anybody's experiences, and it's no different. Ours our experiences aren't the extremes by any means, but the special forces guys, they're way more extreme than what we have, but Hollywood still puts their fingers in there and they twist it and we don't get the full information. And it's up to us as Americans to read the books, watch the movies, do our own independent research and not take everything as face value. Am I wrong? You're 100% right. I think that's part of that's also part of being a fan, though. Like, it's the same thing with music. If you want to know um, if you've got a particular band, who mixed that record, who engineered that record, if you like the album cover, who who took that photo, who drew that uh, that piece of art, where else can I look at what they've done? Um, you know, and so like you have. I guess that's why why the uh, the, the fiction is so appealing is that it's it's easier to, um, I don't know, to make more stories one story. 
And if you can take it that way, if that makes any sense at all. It does, but in my own personal belief, it's not even the so much the straight fiction. It's it's the gray area where you're watching it or you're reading it, and you know, like you are you're saying how much of this is true and how much of this is fiction. You know what I mean? Because you can read you know reports about Operation Red Wing where people went in to save Marcus Luttrell and everything that happened with Lone Survivor. And you go, well, this kind of contradicts what the movies say and then media and propaganda. So we, we have to build our own reports and our own beliefs as to what's real and what's not real. I can, my wife's looking at me right now. I can it's tell my, my wife says it's not real. Everything I can tell my wife about me and yours bill time in Iraq it's my it's my reality. My reality isn't necessarily your reality, which isn't the military's reality, which isn't my wife's reality. She's pointing at her watch because we're past an hour. <laughs> but you you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's a it's a point of view thing. It's perspective. Yeah, it's how yeah, you and, view it. And. I'm sorry, but I don't know how we got here because we're talking about the Rambo movies. So how do we get I, back to those? I, I do want to – I just want to raise one important question before, because yes. I know we're probably hitting the end of this. Uh, I, gonna, I need to be, yes. I'll give yeah. somebody else control if they need it, and you two can continue. I, I just have one interesting point. Okay. We all know about sea stories and people who blow things out of proportion, but two major examples yeah. which would be uh, – <clears throat> at least proven it would be someone like Chris Kyle who blatantly lied in his book, not discrediting what he did um, at all. But yeah. He, he said he did some things that would have been yeah. really hard for him to do. Like, um, and, and like by shooting means, people from the, dome. From the Superdome. Um, yeah. yeah okay. So there's, there's stuff that, and okay, don't so take our word for it. Do your own, do your own research. Yeah. And, and pick your heroes. Do a better job of picking your heroes. Re ex and, that's, and that's what I guess I'm, I'm kind of just – that's a really good way to put it. Pick your heroes. Research and pick your heroes. Don't yes. just go blindly. Yeah. Oh, freaking the dude from uh, – the, the dude from freaking uh, um, The Hangover played him. So he, he has to be like a really honorable guy. Yeah. Although yeah. it would have been way cooler with Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, and that's, and that yeah, leads. That, that, honestly, that's more fitting as Zach Galifianakis as a Navy SEAL. It's just bigger. So, so let's talk about that for a second. Because one of the things that I'm digging into on streaming service and chill and a little bit on Woke and Baked is this idea mm -hmm. that because it's going to be a while before we can see movies the way that, that uh, we're used to seeing them big big budget numbers with lots of people that worked on them. I think sooner rather than later, you're going to have movies as downloadable content and you're going to be able to replace leads. You're gonna be able to take, let's say the movie is Gran Torino and you wanna replace everybody with Kevin Hart. <laughs> kind of like with this deep fake stuff, sort of? Yes. Are you talking yeah. like with the deep fake? Like Ron can... Swanson as uh, everyone in Full House. Yes, I'm that talking about just like that. Awesome. But what I mean is like uh, Kevin Smith, or let's say it was Kevin Smith, 
and Kevin Spacey and twins, right? So let's let's take away the let's take away all the creepy evil of Kevin Spacey. Now it's Kevin Hart and Kevin Spacey and twins, um, and you can make that deep fake movie. Oh, and um, and um, what's his, Danny DeVito is going to have all of the mannerisms of let's of Ke- let's make Kevin Spacey the Danny DeVito character because he's he's still Kevin Spacey and we can't forget. Um, so Kevin Spacey is the Danny DeVito's, you know, like the, the short fat, uh, loser brother. Uh, and then Kevin, Sp- uh, Kevin Hart is the, the cool suave guy, but it would, the, the actors would, instead of having the mannerisms of Danny DeVito or, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they would have the men, uh, the mannerisms of, and because they have so many characters, maybe it could be Kevin Spacey as Kaiser Soze. Oh, shit. That would be pretty cool. I'd yeah. be down to see something like that. Yeah, but you could do that with don't with downloadable content, uh, replacing characters in movies. So I say all of that to say, first to you, Dan, you've got to pick a movie. It can be a franchise or it can be a one-off. You're replacing two characters in that movie with two characters from another movie or Ooh. actors. And because there are so many celebrities who have been on reality shows, you could do reality shows as well. Oh, my God. Does it need two characters from the same movie, or can I pick two no. characters from different movies? So different you movies. could pick, like, let's say you wanted to do, uh, one of the examples that, that I use was uh, if you could replace uh, Ben Kenobi with uh, Dave Chappelle. And because you have you have Ben Kenobi through so many stages of life, and we have so much footage of Dave Chappelle, we can kind yes. of guess what Dave Chappelle would look like when he's like old Ben Kenobi. Okay, I already got mine. What you got? Lord of the Rings, the entire trilogy, with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Do they sing instead of musical? No, it's not a musical. I just want to have all their faces and all their men. Like Justin Timberlake will be Frodo. Or whatever. I mean, we could fill in some extras. Or I just think that would like the fellowship, like all nine of them. I think that would come out to be about nine and sync and Backstreet Boys, right? Nine or ten, yeah. Yeah, you got to figure out which one to get rid of. If there's yeah, if there's five, five of these, uh, I don't know. I just thought that would be hilarious. That would be the <laughs> ultimate hilarious nine-hour trilogy. Yo, what if you made the Spice Girls all the bad guys? Oh my god, dude! There you go. We take all like the the shitty bands and like the b- b- pop groups from the '90s and put them all in Lord of the Rings. That would be epic. That Yo, would be you epic. Make, and you make Fred Durst like Schmeagle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we'll we'll put Marilyn Manson in there somewhere. Um, probably make him like Marilyn Manson might be a good people, actually. Yo, you get rid no, of Ma- Marilyn you, Manson you- could be Gandalf. No, no, you get no. Marilyn yeah. Manson has to be the Liv Tyler character. Oh shit! Uh, the elf chick. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, listen, I'm telling you right now, if we could, I don't know how to do this, but if we could get like hire deep fake people, I would do it. I'd be in to for someone to do this. If we could get like a fundraiser going, maybe pay a deep fake guy. I don't know what what would be reasonable, like five, ten grand. Get this know guy what, that, what it would cost. This is this is what fucks me up about the world that we live in because I know that there are enough super duper really 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 rich people mm-hmm. that 
if you really wanted to, if you had stupid money to throw around, and there are a lot of people that have stupid money to throw around, why, um, why have we not had, or maybe it has happened, like Anderson Silva, UFC Hall of Famer, uh, UFC great Anderson Silva doing a fight in a living room with freaking Fedor Emelianenko, like the two, two of the greatest mar- uh, mixed martial artists why of all time. Why not? Why not? If we've got a, if, if me and my super duper evil billionaire friends have that much money, why can't we break one off to a, a, a million uh, to Fedor and a million to Anderson to make this happen in my living room? Why not? I think yeah. they, I bet they could. If you paid someone, listen, I would go there and fight Fedor Emelianenko for a certain amount of money. You pay me 10 grand, dude, I'll fight him. I'll get my ass kicked, but I'll fight him. For 10 grand, that pays off most of my debt. And honestly, I'll do most things for a few thousand dollars, honestly. I'm not I'll do a lot less for about $10. Well, that's because you're, you're cheap. You're a cheap whore. PayPal, yo. No, PayPal. You PayPal are. and Venmo. Um, cash out, baby. Get your shit, baby. Let's go. So the thing that really sucks, though, like looking at this now, I can't do an OnlyFans. I, you know what? You know you could though. You could if you just put if think about it, you could make it. What's some the difference sort of, between OnlyFans uh, and Patreon? Well, let me tell you. Okay, I've, I've I have a couple of them on uh, Instagram, and I follow like a couple porn stars just because, dude. Sometimes, sometimes it happens. You just hit follow. You don't know why you're in that mood. And they pop up every now and then. You take a peek. And, uh, I mean, dude, they're making insane money. Insane amounts of money on uh, fans only. We're talking, I think I was, uh, Riley Reed makes $35,000 a day because of fans only. A day. And I would jerk off on camera for that. I would do it. If I was making that much money, I would do it. I got $15 right now. I wouldn't stop doing it. I would Dude. I would do that and I would keep going and I would like, be would, would your wife be mad? Not no, mine or no. Else. She'd probably like she'd probably carb load me. Like don't get tired. Don't get tired. <laughs> we need to get you up. Those are rookie numbers, man. We gotta pump those up, okay? Dude, we need sixteen shoots a day at least. And the content that they put out is all the time, man. It's like these girls must be getting pounded thirty days. A week, like, like I don't know, like, the most intense pound sessions all the time. They must have just no nerve endings down there anymore. So I have um, in my back catalog probably about 50 or 60 episodes worth of material that I haven't released, right? Oh, shit. Yeah, so, like, so some of it's good, some of it's not, some of it I'm waiting for the right time, some of it – with stuff that, that was like really at the beginning of the, the coronavirus uh, stuff yeah. and people were really panicking and I didn't release it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel like I was part of the problem. Oh, a that's lot of like a lot of, a lot of conspiracy stuff when it first came out, um, which turned out how, most how, of it how, to be true. Yeah, um, you, were you right? You're, you're smart. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I was, I was right. Um, I, I was right. I was, I was fucking totally right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was right about a lot. Uh, but I didn't release it because I didn't want to feel like I was profiting off of uh, 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 and pandering to fear. The Same misery. Reason, yeah. I, I didn't interview any of the dudes at our local gun shops because I didn't want to, I didn't want to play a part in that either. Cause I didn't want to be a, pe- mm. uh, a part of like, and now people are stocking up on ammo, whether or not it's true. 
you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So you're not trying to be a mouthpiece for either side necessarily. Um, no, like that's part of part of why I'm kind of stepping away from woke and baked and diving more into the streaming service and chill uh, is because like there's there's a lot of dark shit out there, right? It's and a fuck ton of dark shit. Um, and if I if I keep focusing on that, then like a lot of shit stops being fun. And mm-hmm. talking to you guys about watching Rambo together uh, is way more fun than, than rapping about the fucking, the pedophiles snatching up our kids and, and what, uh, what actor that was in a kid's movie is, you know, drinking blood. Like it's, it's way cooler to, to, to talk about Rambo being a, a, a mask for, um, for being forced to live in a closeted, uh, closeted existence. And I still I, and, don't get that. I still don't get the closeted existence. So I'm sorry. The guy, Rambo, the guy wants dick and he can't get none. He kills a bunch of cops. So, but, but why? <laughs> because, because Rambo loves his boys? Well, because Rambo, Rambo lived at a time where he couldn't be with anyone who loved him. Okay, Rambo. Rambo in Rambo two, he he was married. He was married to a Thai lady, very yeah, very short Rambo time. Too. Yeah, he didn't miss a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. His wife his wife got killed. He's he's shortly married to one lady who who then got her ribcage blown up. Um. So he's married to her. That's that's his only romance in the movie. Um. Then he squeezes through at the very end. He's got a niece. All right. Um, now, a lot of uh, a lot of my dad's friends, right? Because um, my father is in uh, he's in in, in multiple um, uh, programs, right? That uh, are full of people who are looking for help in all kinds of ways. So one of the things that is common in these groups, guys that are in their sixties and seventies. Uh, when they're finally alone and, and not married anymore, finally come out of the closet to, to be gay men. Mm-hmm. And so, so I'm thinking that Rambo lived a closeted existence because he wasn't allowed to, he want, to be who he wanted to be. He was a warrior through and through. Rambo was a killer. The same way uh, that Alexander the Great and the Spartans, uh, these dudes were were extremely gay, but they were very much extremely warriors. Um, and Rambo is one of those dudes. Uh, he's, he's part of a long, long history of alpha males who are, who, who spell uh, gay with a capital G and a capital yep. A and a big old yay. All right. <laughs> he was just a bad mother lover who wanted to love somebody's father. So a, my wife just came in and she's eating my favorite food, but that's neither here nor there. So what makes, what makes an alpha male gay? Because Dan, like I said, yep. I've said this before. Being gay. I <laughs> that's it. Just gay. He likes to suck dicks. I think, I think okay. being a homosexual so, is enough to make you gay. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> we're quick to stereotype the gay profile. Dan, you know me. I have a wife. I have five kids. There's a man that I call Glenn K. Brat, who I will not lie, I love to the ends of the world, but I will never do anything homosexual with that man. Say that. I don't love him like a brother. 
I don't love him like a homosexual <laughs> partner, but I do love Glenn K. Broad with okay. everything that I have. And I would do anything all day, every day for him. What are you trying to say here? Well, so it's, it's people look at me and Glenn and over Glenn the past, and I. over the Glenn. If you're going to be, if I'm going to throw down oh, your relationship I, <laughs> status with the dude, it's got to be Glenn and I. I so, yo, so you know what's I, great though is like you're from Georgia. You know what else yeah. is from? Who else was from Georgia? Uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead and his yeah. chick. You're basically the hot chick from The Walking Dead. Who had to take her top off and almost get molested by a psychopath? Something's happened, dude. This is yeah, well, but, she's, but she was with Glenn. <laughs> but the point is, is she got her Glenn. She did. People, people outside of the military, inside of the military, they look at me and Glenn in the way that Glenn and I. God damn it! God. <laughs> yeah. Did you just mic drop it for him? Because I think he just, just mic dropped up. it for you. Yeah. Yeah. He mic dropped it. Boop. Fuck you. He, just, he, just, he just switched mic dropped it but the point is is so people misinterpret what is love and they think oh my gosh this is homosexuality is there a difference between loving a woman as a woman loving a man as a homosexual man and just straight up love between you and somebody who've been through nonsense with who john j rambo went to Vietnam, did all this nonsense with, and he formed a bond that is neither sexual or asexual with his boys. And people are looking at it as a homosexual thing, not just straight up love. What is love? It's are you saying like platonic love, like yes. friend love? Yes, versus- platonic love. But people I'm go take ahead and platonic say love and make it – okay. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and Listen, say... Dude, when he was in those fucking trenches in Vietnam, he sucked dick. That's what I think. He was lonely. He was lonely. He was from a small... Th- you read through the bio. I read through the bio. He was through some small town shit. Yeah. yeah. Rambo is... Rambo I didn't is read a- the bio. I did not read the bio. You should You should read the Wikipedia page. It was based I'm not on a do book. That. There's yep. a lot. There's a lot going on there. We're talking about making monsters, man. Um, there's a Based lot. On going- what book? What book? A fact, fictional book? And then I, I have nothing against homosexuals. Let me get that out there. I didn't say that. But I just said that Rambo. Neither do we. I, think- I don't think. I don't think Bill or I are saying anything against homosexuality. We're actually standing but, up for sexual homosexuality. So am I. But the point right. is, is people, people want to take platonic love and turn it into things that's not. Am I wrong? So you either have to fit into, well, nowadays there's column A, B, C through Z. Scotty, I think you're missing the point, my guy. What? What's We're not the point? saying that you can't have platonic love and friendship with a guy and be close with somebody. We're just saying okay. we think John Rambo is repressed. But how? How do you see that? And I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I just don't see it. He showed up. Listen, he wanted you can't, to eat a you can't, you can't let a, You can't help a blind man see, okay? We can't help. If I go to Colorado, if I go to Colorado right now, (laughs) if I go to Colorado and want to have a hamburger with Glenn K. Brott, and some sheriff drives me out of town, 
I'm killing everyone, goddamn! We're like, all going down. Well, you guys, you, you, you and you and Glenner, Glennerson are like good to be married now. I mean, like you could be married because you're married to uh, like a woman, but the fact that she's a woman is is irrelevant. You're the fact that you're married means you couldn't be married to him. However, yeah. the great thing about this world is like there is nothing saying that you can't be married to your wife and take Glenn Cape Brat. Brat is his last name. Okay, I'll have you know, Brat is a German sausage. You take that German sausage, that 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 friggin' phallic symbol, Glenn's Glenn's phallic symbol, and uh, you guys can live any way you want. This is America, sir. This is a very libertarian world we live in. If we're honest and true about who we are, it means you're basically you're basically Tiger. You're basically the the Joe Exotic of going both ways. In and I'll, I'll give you that. So yeah, but that's, that's looking at us with the normal day of I can pick up my cell phone and have instant communication with anybody anywhere in the world. Rambo didn't have that. He did not know that everybody was dead. If if Bill died today, if Dan died today, actually, it'd probably take a and, while for people to find out about me. Though. Exactly, it'd be the smell. <laughs> You'd have to tomato, tomato, but (laughs) if I went all the way to Alaska to see Bill and I didn't have the instant gratification that is communication in my hand and some sheriff's like, or I I show up and Bill's mom's like, no, he died because of the burn pits in Iraq that me and Bill had to deal with Mm -hmm. a, that's going to mess with me because I don't have the instant knowledge of what Bill knows and everything on Facebook. So I go to leave and some sheriff shows up and he's like, yo, who are you? My, well, I'm, I'm Scott Shirley. Uh, I was trying to get food with my friend, Bill Baker. All right, cool. They don't know who Bill Baker is in the grand scheme of things. Cause not every sheriff can know everything. I wanted to have food with my friend and I'm now reeling from the fact that I just learned from it and I don't have, all of the world at my fingertips. So I go to leave and the sheriff is being a dick. And I'm like, I'm still hungry. You know what I mean? I still want to eat. And maybe I want to eat by myself. In my mind, I'm eating with Bill Baker. So he runs me out of town. I'm going to be pissed off. And I'm going to go ham left or right one way or another. Yeah, well, I think it really comes down to the abuse of authority is really what it comes down to this movie. I mean, the reason why he would have got off on some of the charges I mean, they were legitimately trying to murder him at a certain point. Well, from from it, out it, the gate, he's even his detention gate, was illegal. Eating. Everything was illegal. Yes, um, like everything was illegal that they did to this guy. And if the, I guess from the legal sense, I mean, he was illegally detained, yeah. which would make the police officer a threat at that point under mm-hmm. law. Yeah, under the Constitution, you're allowed to fight back against the police technically. If you're being detained or arrested for unlawful reasons, we're not lawyers. I am not a lawyer, but I've seen a lot of YouTube videos, Bill. Don't fucking argue. (laughs) No, but I was saying, but like, if if someone is trying to detain you unlawfully, you should have the right to dispute that. I would say. Yeah, and I've watched Law and Order SVU, so I agree. Yeah. So I'm not saying you should go around. David Caruso was there again once or twice. Yeah, Gary. David Caruso said it was true. It must be. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, well, you see where I'm going with this. Like, 
people want to lump people either homosexual or non-homosexual. Oh, hey, non-homosexual. That's my wife. What's up? You're a homosexual. I'm just kidding. My wife just said I'm a homosexual. She's my beard. <laughs> Glenn K. Brock. But you see where I'm going. So in the 80s, we didn't have the homosexual, non-homosexual, transgender, LGBYZAFDF. You know, you know what I'm saying? We had so them. we totally the alphabet had them. people. We yeah, had, so there's they definitely we definitely had the <laughs> alphabet people. They weren't um, they weren't there. They didn't exist the way that we see them now. Like it's not. What, would it, you say it, that's a consequence of societal change, or what that is because it's propaganda enforced upon us, though? Because how many people? Because is it more of a fashion statement today to be a be a part of the LGBTQIA plus kin, whatever? Yeah, it's more of a fashion today, alphabet. Today, soup. no. Six months ago, a year ago, yeah. Um, you, you don't you don't I, think it's still a fashion statement in a sense? I'll go fashion statement still, but Bill, go ahead and um, elaborate. I think I think right now what we're looking at is sort of um in many ways a kind of a great awakening that people are figuring out who they are and and if people are spending their time on the internet um right now hopefully they're, they're doing it wisely and they're learning about the things that they should be eating and the things that they should be doing they should be do you know uh taking care of themselves whatever it is the things that we say we should be doing that we are none of us are probably doing um then i think that the idea of being an identity for the sake of popularity is going to be uh, right out of the window i think that when you're you're looking at people who looked at an identity as something that was a fashion statement six months ago. It's not a fashion statement now. It's it right now and in the near future, it's what can you put into the pot? What can you contribute? Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. It's just, I, I agree with in, in, in a certain context. Um, it's just it kind of makes me the whole the whole gender situation i think is uh it should not be as complicated as it is made personally i think hey dude you want to be a woman be a woman fuck off i'm a libertarian i kind of believe in do what you fucking want leave me alone and i'm going to do what i fucking want you know that's kind of how that's kind of how i am but i think it gets into a dangerous precedence when you are talking about children being exposed and, and being like Dwayne Wade's kids eight years old or 10 years old and saying that he's a woman. And I think there's a, normalizing that type of stuff at such a young age is interesting to me. Well, I think you know? that, that right now we're not talking about that, right? We're um, if we're talking about kids uh, and, and, um, and transgender, I like, that's not a conversation like not for Rambo. Not definitely for not for Rambo. Not no, for no, Rambo. Not. Not if we're talking good about point, good point, good point. adult homosexuality, if we're talking about adult transgender in the military, uh, we, we can talk about there's a Navy SEAL whose name escapes me. Uh, he became a uh, I know who you're talking about. Yep. Look, hashtag look into it. Um, but there is, it, it, there is a historical precedent for all that. There is a historical precedent for homosexuality in the military, uh, especially in the warrior class. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, big, big probably for forever, right? Yeah, yeah. it goes all the way back more, to the Romans. More, more, I mean. um, more probably in the history of it than not in the history of it. 
Absolutely. Um, I would agree. Yes. So I'm with you. Um, you know, it it is what it is. Like, so if there are, if there have always been gays in the military, then there have probably always been transgenders in the military. My question is, and, and I've been out for a few years and you, so you guys would probably be better to answer this than I. It, is it, a, it, it becomes a question more of military readiness. If you cannot deploy because you have this medical condition and this medical condition and this medical condition, and, and I don't know what they're separating people for at this point, but if they're separating people because they're non-deployable, well, if you deploy to a place where you're not able to regularly get your, your hormone treatments or medications, or maybe you have to take them with you and, and pack them all at once. Does it, I mean, I just don't, I'm not, I, I don't have those answers. So like, if you are taking hormones, does it make you non-deployable? And if you, if it makes you non-deployable, does that put you in the same category as somebody who can't deploy because they have bad knees or because they have sleep apnea or because of whatever it is that's keeping them from deploying? I just, I don't know. I don't, Dan, I don't. Any, Dan, any thoughts before I run with this or? I'm just, I'm just going to say, I think uh, coordinating mental health and sexuality together is a dangerous precedence. Um, but the only time is when it, it comes down to uh, non-consenting adults. I'll just say that much. I'm not going to get into it. I think you guys get what I'm saying. But as far as any other sexuality, as long as it's too uh, of mind consenting adults, I don't personally care. And if it does, if it is, you know, the military is a discriminatory place to even get in. It discriminates very hard to get in. What do they say? Less than 3% of the 4% of the population could serve due to physical. One reason or another, yeah. Yeah, one reason or the other. So I don't think it's necessarily, if you're in the military, you're serving your country and you're able to perform your job, I don't give a fuck what you look like, what you do, personally. That was just me. I agree. There was a a young man recently, a a Sikh gentleman who who went through basic training in tech school. Yeah, he gets to wear his turban and has a beard. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. My question then becomes, is the military readiness issue? And that's one that I haven't, I I don't know how to answer because it's not anything that I would ever have to answer. I I would, Scotty, before you go, I'm going to say no, because we're talking such a low number of people within the community that are actually going to be transitioning and be doing those things. I, I mean, we're literally talking about single digits. I know one. I know, I know one male I know one. to female. Uh, she was services and she was uh, probably one of the last people kicked out of the Air Force uh, for gender dysmorphia. Now, so she did get kicked out for it. She did get kicked okay. out. Uh, oh, wow. And now she's, she's a full-on she. And Hey, anytime nice. you want to podcast with her, we can ask her like, yeah, that'd did, be great. I would, oh, I would yeah. love it. She did drag and all that. Like, they, like that's how I met her. I met her through a chick I was dating. It was her best friend, and she was doing she was doing a little bit dra- little bit of drag at the time. But now she's like well, she's well active. Yeah, now she's now she's oh, like wow. a she's a chick. She's a chick. She's a she's hey, very much a girl. She looks. Yeah. She's a. She's looking mad Nelly Furtado-ish. Hey, you know, I mean, it is what it is. There's uh, Scotty and I both know a person who's transitioned. Yeah, oh, yes, we do. 
I've, I've, yeah. I've known a few. I've known a few. And I, happy people don't shoot up movie theaters. And that's true. That is Just accurate. Is a, is a general rule. If yes. you can do the job that you've got to do, do the job you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see the correlation between mental health and sexuality on every single front. Uh, body dysmorphia, it's been proven that bodybuilders can have it. Mm-hmm. Body dysmorphia is something like they don't feel like they're big enough. They don't feel like their muscles are defined enough. So they have to work out harder and harder. That is a form of body dysmorphia. You don't see dudes getting kicked out of the military because they want to get fucking ripped. But you can see guys get kicked female out. have a bigger ass. You see guys get kicked out of the military because they can't pass PT tests because they're too big. That's true. That's true. And, and there's also other disorders, though, that at least state bipolar disorder. I know a dude who's still active, has bipolar disorder, proven, clinical, allowed to stand. He has to take his medication. But I think we would all know people that has a varying degree of mental health issues that are still serving our nation today. Yeah. And I think they should be allowed to serve within certain capacities. Agreed. Yeah, got nothing. Me. Nah. Hey, I I get it. I Rambo would have John Jay would have been a much happier public servant nowadays. Oh yeah, he wouldn't had no PTSD because he's getting all the D that he needs. You know what I mean? Ah! You know what I'm saying? Ah! <laughs> ah! Go. All right. Um, thank you. Thank you. So, so the next film I'm current. I, I gotta tell you what I'm watching right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, Fast and Furious. Not quite. Well, the sh- runoff. Yeah, no, I get yeah. it, but it's a it's a whole it's a whole different experience. So, are how far are you into it right now? I'm. Uh, I just uh, I just touched down in the Rock's homeland. Okay, because I haven't. I've started it, but I never got to finish it. I just never got back to finishing it. Finish um, it. Finish you, it. And okay. And we'll we'll discuss it uh, maybe tomorrow. Hey, I'm down. I'm down for tomorrow. Um, I, I have to go and watch Rob's, Hobbs and Shaw right now. Hobbs and Calvin and Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Calvin and Hobbs. So I've read a lot of Calvin and Hobbs, so I'm back. Yo, in this movie would have been a lot better. It would have been a, a lot better if you'd replaced uh, uh, Hobbs. By the way, Hobbs is um, is the Rock's character. Yeah, and if you replace the Rock with uh, with Calvin, so from Calvin Calvin Hobbs, how do you guys get so into these movies? I mean, I'm I'm going way I'm going south with this, but how do you guys get into these? Went to movies, in yeah, all of them. They're reflections of our souls. How? I don't know. Go watch a Paul Thomas Anderson movie and tell me if you don't feel something after watching it. I don't know. Hey, I don't know who that is. B. Some some what? movies are better than others, right? So some yes. better, some movies are better than others. Some and but they're all they're all a um, if you think of your time as the ultimate currency, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then some movies are worth your time. Some movies aren't. The key, I think, with something like this, with is being able to uh, shit on it all the same like if it's good or if it's bad um to give it this if we're gonna praise a movie um to give it the same energy uh shitting on it that we would if we really liked it like if we if we're gonna shit on a movie let's enthusiastically shit on it um 
you know, be, okay. just be honest with your feelings with it. Um, I'll get, I'll, I will give you that. So like I said, I watched the first Rambo last night and I was all about it. I watched Scotty, this. how much have you had to drink, bro? What do enough. You- <laughs> I've had enough, but no, no going back to movies. Cause I'm not a huge movie guy. All right. All right. Listen, Scotty, I'm going to, I'm going to, wa- I'm going I'm to do you a favor. I'm going to do you a favor. Stop me. Rambo first blood. Yes. Great. Yes or no. Yes or no. Yes or no. Would you, would you watch it again? Would you recommend someone else watch it? There we go. Someone who's yes, never seen it to watch it. Yes. Well, depending on their age, yes. Okay. All right. What about Rambo Last Blood? The, the, so no. you're saying no. You would not recommend it. I would never watch it again. Well, there you go. Okay. I, would, I would recommend both, but for different reasons. <laughs> I'm going to go for experiences. No, I would say Rambo First Blood is more of an artistic, you know. It's choice. an artistic action movie. Yeah, like there is actual substance there. Rambo Last Blood is like, dude, do you want to just watch just fucking some old guy beat the shit out of people? It's awesome. You guys saw at at 32 minutes, I sent you guys a photo of my face like (gasps) when he snapped the guy's collarbone out of his socket. Oh, dude, it's so sick. Dude, when he gets the hammer and he just farts. And not to mention he does the whole cave thing for the last five minutes. It's so so which okay. I did not, I did not like, and there's so How many. How did you expo- not like? How did you not like that? The okay. explosives and okay, the detonations. Sure. Okay, listen, I know. <laughs> okay, dude. Listen, okay. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so many Hollywoodisms. All right, cool. If I want to turn my brain off and maybe eat a pot cookie, which I've never had, that's an amazing film. But it's fun. I dude. can't, I can't turn my brain off enough to you, be like. You can't, you can't uh, just forget uh, about uh, it and uh, just go. This is fucking awesome. He just took a, t- a sawed-off double barrel no. shotgun to this guy's fucking head, and it turned into mush. A bad guy, a really bad guy, like a, a cartel really bad, bad guy. Bad. He fought. He fired three rounds out of that double barrel with no clear indication of reload. No, dude, and he's that- got fast reload unlocked. Have you not watched fucking or played COD? He's got fast reload unlocked. It's okay. Extra shot, final death, or something. I don't know. So just so we're clear, a few uh, during the the fourth Rambo shooting. Um, Sylvester Stallone got popped with roids. So if you don't think that this Rambo is also taking a supplement, you're fucking stupid. Oh my god! All right. So Rambo he actually takes El Jefe. No, yeah, he's he, well. When he's fighting the the uh, the the cartel, he's taking El Jefe, and uh, he's get he's getting juice to the tits. Actually, he's taking Sicario. And while also blowing people up with some bomba, you know what I'm bomba. saying, guys? We getting I'm, shit done. We getting shit if done. I'm fighting the, if I'm fighting the cartel, I'm gonna put everything I can in my system. I don't care at that point. I'm doing what I can. And he was. But he remember, was. remember the big. Be- I'm just saying, slight sidetrack. Remember the beginning of Predator Two, when that dude takes the handful of cocaine. So we're shoves- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that would be me. And, and then, then he gets the killed by the predator. So you're, yeah. you're killed. Yeah. No, I'm Danny cool. Glover. You're the guy who dies. Bill's Gary Busey. Hey, it's all good. Sometimes we I, all need I, a little bit of Gary Busey in our lives. But it, if yeah. you can, you got to go in with Rambo last blood with open eyes and just understand that a gay man is finally just getting re- revenge on all these straight rapists horrible people and it's and it's and, excellent but it's actually excellently they, that whole last there's a, a last scene spoiler alert, we've already been going over it but that tunnel scene is so well executed from a cinematic standpoint and, 
it's really yes. easy to follow and yes. it's really it's beautiful and i love seeing these fuck dudes i these hired I will, guns just getting taken out it made my day made my i day. will give you yes and that final tunnel kill scene where he's going through all the different traps that he set up and yeah. he did x y and z i looked at my wife multiple times and i was like oh! and then the thing i was waiting for is when he put it looked like 50 cal rounds possibly 762 in the dirt and they shot up in the guy's foot you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's what i was waiting for and then when that went off me and my wife were both like huh that's it but Tomato potato, yeah, that was a very well done scene. I enjoyed seeing a man, possibly homosexual man, merc a whole bunch of Mexican pedophile child dealing people. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I was I was excited to see a bad man do bad things to bad guys. That was great. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Like he, yeah. he accepts his darkness because that's what and, the whole point of the movie is. He's like been trying to almost hide it and live this false life in a way. And he found I'm some the horse guy. And, yeah, I'm and, the guy that did. A- did you want? Wait, hold on. Quick question, just so you guys know. And if you didn't know, that there is the unrated version, the unrated extended version on Amazon Prime for free as well. Of so what? You can, it's an hour and forty minutes. No, 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 no. No, it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch the regular theatrical cut or the extended cut on the on Amazon okay. Prime. How much longer and is I've, the extended cut? Eleven minutes, but it's worth it because I watched. You just wasted both. eleven minutes of my life. I watched both, so, so I'm plugged I, into I was, the the extended version right now. That was what I was restarting on. How much? Like, where's the extra eleven minutes? Oh, it's just going to come to more graphic stuff, more violence. That's God really where it Nothing. And there's a beginning. The beginning. Where he saves a bunch of people and a flood, like if you know, that's the, another different. Yeah, it's in the. It's only is he in the Jonah. Seneca. Is he Rambo is, Jonah? And there's Jonah a whale. Rambo. And there's a whale. It's in there, <laughs> but uh, in Texas, it's good. It's good. Who's in Arizona? I, them Texas I thought whales. the extended cut. They got a Sea World in thought, Texas. I was. They do have a Sea World in Texas, and uh, Blackfish is an interesting documentary. Definitely should check that out. All right, boys. I need to start wrapping this one up. So, all right, all right. So, yeah. so you would recommend it for different reasons. You'd recommend the two movies for different reasons. Scotty, you recommend the first, yep. not the last one. And I am going to Correct. say um, the first one emphatically, definitely go see it. The second one uh, is also very good and and worth watching. But the first one is is worth watching with multiple viewings. Exactly. Yeah, I agree I'll with get, that. Yeah. And yeah. Scotty, go fuck yourself because The Last Blood is awesome. It's awesome in its own way. And you just need to accept it and love it because you hate LGBTQIA people. And that's your own fault. Not ours. Excuse, excuse me? Good. I hate who now? Do you I would have liked to see this though. I want to see Stallone in a, in a Tarantino movie now. Oh, my God. Ooh, dude. I agree with that. Yes. That I was behind that. Dude, dude that, was, that was a real moment that we just had. And I connected. Yeah. Like yeah. my, we we docked. Check we out docked. um, check out Hobson Shaw and remember it's PG thirteen. It's PG thirteen. Okay, I will do that. And that's another right. conversation for another day. Like movies that are PG thirteen that should not be PG thirteen. It, it is. Alien it is, It's Predator a conversation. Franchise. It's a. It is definitely it, yeah. what. Aliens versus Predator. Oh shit! It was PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah, that's what All made it were. suck. Yeah. It would have been a great R rated yeah. movie. 
Um, we can do that another day. Point is, I had a good time, boys. Uh, we figure this out again. We can do another movie. Maybe I'll pick the next movie, and you guys can just deal with it. <laughs> no, one, no one wanted to watch Dear Zachary. That's just depressing as fuck, but it's worth it. It's the notebook, you son of a bitch. Troop Zero, what? Yeah, uh. <laughs> I'm down to watch whatever. Listen, guys, I don't care. To me, it don't matter. I love watching movies, so. But well, no, this is a good time. Bill Jim Gaffigan is is in Troop Zero, ladies and gents, and others. Just saying. All right, we'll I'm figure down. it out very, very soon. Heck Gentlemen, yeah. you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Hey, you too. All right, Scotty Dan, Always. stay beautiful. Yes, sir. I love you, boys. Love you too. All right.